Hey guys, welcome back to my podcast. This is Journeys with Jen, and I'm Jennifer Griego. And I climb like hell through the brush and the bramble. Even though I had my doubts, told myself don't look down. And I turned that hill into a pile of gravel. It was only a mountain, nothing but a big old rock. Only a mountain, it ain't hard if you don't stop. It just took a little step, a right, then a left, then a couple million more. Who's counting? Hell, it's only a mountain. Today, I am here with another big group of people, my mom, my dad, Peter Hodge, Angie Kinney, and Blair Plott. Okay, so this is kind of another CF podcast. My parents, you kind of know them, they're irrelevant at this point. Um, <laughs> that feels good. I'm taking my equipment and going home. <laughs> yeah, um, thanks, Jen. Okay, so I have a little bio that I'm going to read about each person. Uh, Peter Hodge lives in Miami, originally from Wales in the UK. He works in the cybersecurity industry. He has three children, and two of them have cystic fibrosis. Peter served for years as a chairman of the board for a Southern California chapter of the CF Foundation and recently served eight years as the national chair of the annual fund for the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation, which is a program that has raised $50 million. Crazy. Good job, right. Peter. Angie lives in Pittsburgh. She has runs a career marketing. Wait, hold on. And firm. runs a career marketing firm. There we <laughs> go. Uh, she has two children with CF and serves as chairperson of the Western PA Cystic Fibrosis Board of Directors, and nationally leads the volunteer engagement team as a chair for the Volunteer Leadership Council for CFF. A lot of these are like. I'm so proud of you guys. (laughs) Jennifer's reading like whole paragraphs and stuff. This is pretty inspiring. Alrighty, and Blair is from Tuscaloosa, Alabama. She's a mother of two boys. Her youngest, Thomas, has CF. Um, With her husband, Bobby Plotz, they established the Thomas Plot Foundation, which raises money for the CF Foundation. Uh, The Plotz have have been involved in CF advocacy and the Alabama CF board. All I right. want to start this podcast off by saying War Eagle just to get the all <laughs> oh. yeah. Terrible. Okay. Well, you know there's two roll tides around. That's <laughs> roll tide. Exactly. Yes. Well, we got some badass guests on oh this gosh. podcast. Let's oh. give that word is forever. No. <laughs> a little round of applause for our guests tonight. Yes. Um, all right. So usually when I have a lot of people on here, it's hard to tell who is who. But this time we have accents. Uh, Peter's from the UK, so he has an accent. And Blair's from Alabama, so she has an accent. So <laughs> there you guys go. So you can kind of tell. I know. I'm, on, I'm like the non-accent person. Well, you're yeah. Pittsburgh. Angie. You say like up bear down or No, I don't. I try really hard not to sound too Pittsburgh-y. <laughs> we love Pittsburgh. <laughs> They're a burger. Yeah, yeah they, my, dad, my parents worked in Pittsburgh. All right, well, um, welcome, guys. Them. How's it going? How's your day been? It's been fun. We've been traveling, coming to see you. We we're excited. Yeah, Angie and Peter drove down here from Vail. They did the hike with my parents that I talked about in the last podcast. Thanks to you guys for doing that. That's awesome. And then Peter and Blair are doing the Grand Canyon Rim to Rim in tomorrow. When you guys leave tomorrow? Saturday. Saturday. Late tomorrow. Yeah, we do it Saturday. The hike Saturday. Yeah, so awesome. I'm planning on hiking not Rim to Rim, but the South Rim of the Canyon in March. So, thanks to you guys for doing it. I am not that excited. Also, I'm excited, but not that excited. So, you know, mixed emotions. But Yeah, that's the way it's, it's going to be to fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, 
kind of well you guys met blair like a couple hours ago right or yeah, have you so known her before we, no, 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 no 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 yeah she's been part of our okay circle and I our met cf her like family for so but you met her two two <laughs> we minutes ago we just met yeah we but just met let's be clear blair blair this walked crew. into the door and we were like hey nice to see you here's a glass of wine now you're gonna go record a podcast <laughs> yes, that's right that's exactly. put a microphone on her and <laughs> but yeah. these two i've known really since our CF journey kind of started. Oh, right, wow. exactly. Yeah. Since, Since your baby was a baby. Yep. It's wow. true. And Time flies. How long have, I can't like point because they can't see. So my parents and Peter and Angie, how long have you guys all That's a other? great question. When Ask did Peter. We meet? Peter's the coach for our <laughs> Peter's the coach. Yeah. Probably. Um, Let's let Peter talk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is his accent, guys. Ready? Right. Well, it's tough to get a word in edgeways with mm-hmm. all these. Yeah, welcome uh, to a podcast with, with four women, Peter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know, right? Um, no, we've known each other probably about 10 years now, I think. Wow. Uh, when you were just uh, a wee-in, yeah. as we would say. A wee-in? <laughs> that's not like a that's Wayne's brother. Young that's young different. <laughs> so Jennifer, what are we? Uh, what are we actually talking about today? Are we just um, going to chit chat, or we've we got something yes, we want to talk about? And we're going to talk about kind of a bunch of fundraising and things like that. Uh-huh. Um, first of all, I remember when I first met you, I was so like, I loved the name of the town you're from. Oh, you're going to make me say yeah, it? Yeah, I'm going to make you say it. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, Arizona. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I grew up in Wales, and uh, the town with the longest name in Europe. And uh, the name of the town is I think you made that up. Is there water in your mic? (laughs) He's drowning. You want it it one more time? I mean, if you really want to. All right, I do. I do. (laughs) And, you know, if your listeners can send you audio of them saying this, that would be fantastic. I mean, yeah. It's that I can't Yikes. imagine. It like, sounds uh, Flemish. <laughs> I know, and it's like it the really most does. unfeminine word to try to pronounce. I <laughs> exactly. Think. Have you tried to pronounce it? Oh yeah, okay. I can't do it. It's ridiculous. But you know the end of it, right? Go go go. Go go go. That's a very good. Well done. Thank you. That's good. Just pretend you're being choked. Angie from Pittsburgh, you just say order. It's order. Up in there. Up in there. Up in there. Up Yep. Um. All right. Well. Since you all have kids with CF and parents, it's me, so you don't really get to talk about this one. Um, we can't talk about you behind your back while you're here? Well, not if it's mean, which is probably will, so no. <laughs> okay. Um, so kind of down the line, how old your kids are, how many of them have CF, and kind of how they're doing in you know, their life. Kind of, yeah, whoever wants to go first, take it away. I have two boys. That's Blair, by the way. <laughs> Blair, southern accent. <laughs> Two boys, Boots is 13, and Thomas is 11, and Thomas is my child with CF. Oh, cool. And they are both preteen boys, probably both on their computers tonight, mm-hmm. even though they're not supposed to be on a weeknight. And yep. Just playing, both of them are playing football this year, which is very good. Horrifying, but <laughs> great at the same time. Yep. And is that big in Alabama, football? <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit. So, yeah, they're doing really well, though. That's awesome. Is his name actually Boots, your old son? He actually has a name on his birth certificate. He's Robert on his birth certificate, but everybody calls him Boots. That's funny. Why is that? There's really not a great story to it. We didn't find out if we were having a boy or a girl with either of the boys. And so Bobby's a nickname person, and he just started calling the baby Boots, and we knew it kind of was going to stick. If if he had been a girl, I would have. Put yes. my foot down. Yeah. <laughs> Thank so. goodness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, Angie, how about you? Yeah, so I have two girls, both have cystic fibrosis, and 
Rachel is 25 years old. She's graduated. She's done with college. And she's working in New York City for Google. Ooh, cool. is, like, is that why you were wearing a Google jacket earlier? Yes. Okay. I, know I that. wear the colors. <laughs> <laughs> she's uh, loving life and, and doing well. And my youngest is Megan, and she's 21. She's finishing up college down in North Carolina. Oh, I follow she her goes on to Instagram, High too. Yeah. She's a pretty one, huh? Yes, yeah. she is. Yep, they're very active, both of them. Mm. Yep, they yeah. do a lot. And mine, okay. uh, I have three. So Olivia is 26, and she lives in D.C., Got a great career going on well there. And she has CF. And my son James lives in Atlanta. And then Sophie, my little one, just started college at the Fashion Institute in New York City. Awesome. And Sophie has CF? She does, yeah. Awesome. And then I'm their daughter. I'm Jen. I'm almost 18 and I have CF. Whose daughter are you? Who's your father? What, what's I don't going know. on here? We won't reveal that until later. <laughs> I'll play this because I think this applies to you, Jen. Apparently not. For the amount of movies you like, yeah, we were playing before sorry. we started. I am your father. <laughs> <laughs> really? Or so he thinks. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I can't back that up. That is true. Yeah, according to your mom, I can't back that up. I mean, you are out of town a lot. Anyway, <laughs> we don't need to talk about it. Ooh. We have the paternity suit sitting in the closet. Mm. This is yeah. going to be a good podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Jennifer has the cutest mm. afro. I don't understand <laughs> it. <laughs> to be fair, though, Hi, she does look a lot like you. Uh, Poor so. Jennifer. Yes, I know. Poor Jennifer. I know. Yeah, it really mm. is for me. She's a gorgeous version of you, though. Look at her. Uh, Thank right? you. <laughs> Somehow um. I find that slanderous. I'm multiple <laughs> love. <levels. laughs> You're so pretty, honey. That's Bob I'm talking Thanks, about. Thanks, hon. Have another glass of wine. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. So you guys obviously do a lot of work with the CF Foundation. That's why most of you are here. Um, not you guys, parents, because you live here. So, um, and But you do a lot with CF Foundation. And that's, I'm assuming you guys all met through the CF Foundation. Given, we did. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I kind of want to talk about the hikes first because you're all here because of hikes. Um, True. So how, for you guys who went on the Veil hike, how did that go? Was it as challenging as you thought it would be? And did and did, do you know how much money you guys raised? I think you mentioned 111000 and wow. counting. Yeah, 111 awesome. and rising, which yep. is pretty exciting. Awesome. Yeah, great. And uh, there was 40 hikers. Dang, that's and a lot. And a couple guides in there, and they came from different states. Oh, gosh. Our team alone, we had 10 or 11 from our team. <laughs> you know, we had Florida represented, New York. Pennsylvania, Arizona, Illinois, California, right. and uh, and then the rest of Montana. There was a hiker from Montana, Wyoming, mm-hmm. and then of course the uh, uh, the host of Cal- of Colorado. So yeah, I think because really it was Vail, you know, yeah. we attracted great. a lot of people mm. from all over yeah. the country. Great destination. But one of the things that stood out to me was that it was just. Oh, the, the, it was just picture perfect the oh. way it looked, the colors. I kept thinking it was like a decorator's palette. Yeah. You know, the greens and the whites of the bark of the trees and just didn't look real. It was so gorgeous, which was funny because it was the setting for being in so much pain. I know. <laughs> and the <laughs> weather. She went through it. The, the we- like no oxygen. The exactly. Whole the weather yeah, cooperated, was which was a beautiful thing. And you guys mm-hmm. went hiking with two CF people, correct? Mm-hmm. How did they do on that hike? They did fantastic. Crazy, there was a girl named Rachel who has cystic fibrosis, and she is um, lucky to be on one of the modulator drugs oh, and just awesome. really um, 
you know, believes that that's why she's healthy enough to be out there mm-hmm. and to be able to, mm-hmm. to do something like that and represent the CF community and all the people that might want to do that might not be healthy enough. Yeah. Yeah. And Rema. And, and Rema. Rema has a lung transplant. Yeah, yeah, had one. She's going on two years, right? Yep, in two years in November. She's 26, I think. You have the same birthday? Yep, she's your birthday buddy. Double lung oh, transplant. Sorry. She was out yeah. there. She and Peter, it. didn't she finish? She crushed it. She oh, she, she crushed it. Yeah, she, she, it. she ran fantastic. the last Such three miles. <clears throat> right. Wow. Yeah. And then yes. she walked around the so town for two miles to get 20. That's yeah. right. So, you know, Jennifer, I was fortunate enough to get involved with the, with the Extreme Hike that the foundation mm-hmm. does pretty early on. It was about the third year that they'd done it. We call it the OG uh, <laughs> hike out of Charlotte. <laughs> so they do a section of the Appalachian Trail. Oh, was that, was cool. that the very first one? Is yeah, that yeah, it was. It was. Yeah. So a couple of guys out of there started it and uh, just because they loved hiking and saw it as a really good way to raise some money to mm-hmm. buy the science that, you know, is going to cure cystic fibrosis. And it was such a powerful event. It drew people and raised a lot of money. And like by the third year, I'm like, what is going on with that thing? I've got to go try it. So I went and did the 31 uh, miles on the Appalachian wow. Trail. I know, it about killed me. <laughs> the next morning, I'm like, I am never going to do another one of those hikes. And now I think I'm on number 10 or something. <laughs> and there's probably 15, 16 different hikes around the country now. And Fail was... Was, wasn't was as long as some of the others at mm-hmm. 20 miles in one day, but the altitude, oh my oh, goodness. Yeah, I bet. You know, especially when you come from sea level. I mm-hmm. live in Miami and our altitude, we looked it up, it was 13. Yeah. Just 13, wow. Well, right. Yeah, 13 feet, not yeah. 13,000. That's 000, lower than a flight of stairs. Yeah. <laughs> right. So that one, so for me, Vail was hard because of the altitude. Yeah. If, you know, any of you, your listeners have ever hiked at altitude or gone skiing at altitude or anything like that. It's a fantastic metaphor for um, yeah. for cystic fibrosis, right? Mm-hmm. About what it does to make it difficult to breathe. Angie, you kind of felt it a little bit up oh, there, Oh, yeah. Right? I kept saying it over and over. And every time I started wheezing or mm-hmm. having any kind of issues, I thought, yeah. I mean, the hike in general is very, you know, I think we as cystic fibrosis parents who are involved do a lot of different kind of fundraising and Mm -hmm. we do galas and different things like that but the hike the extreme hike program feels more like it has it's for us you know it's real personal because we can't carry these things for our children we can't experience them for Mm -hmm. them we can't take it away from them and in a way it gives us the opportunity to physically express the fact that there's nothing we wouldn't do and no length that we wouldn't go to to cure this disease and we get to express that physically yeah. while we're raising the money you so know so in fact we have a really great friend of ours and an incredible friend to this is fibrosis foundation called paul matenko out of uh, california and he says you know we all say the same thing which is we'll do anything for our kids mm-hmm. but he says extreme hike is about as close as you could possibly <laughs> get to proving that which yeah. i think is true That's and yeah. blair's actually about to find that out when we go in the canyon yeah, yeah as we're talking about all this i'm feeling blair so strongly mm. because she's sitting next to me and i know this is her first time doing an extreme hike oh, really? and i remember how terrified i was yeah. i've never you know, owned so. a pair of hiking boots before <laughs> this so yeah i'm little intimidated by it what kind of made you decide to do it because i know it's especially the grand canyon like peter 
Peter. <laughs> yeah. Peter's a great Peter's peer culprit. pressure person. He's yep. a culprit. Yep. He'll yep. make well, you do anything. Sometimes it's twister. good peer pressure. Sometimes it's not. But now, to yeah. be fair, I put the peer pressure on your husband, Bobby. Yes. And somehow you're ending up doing oh, it. Oh, Bobby. Yes. yes. Can't deal with those Can't guys. Can't deal with Bobby. No. No. Right? no. no. Well, that's a London policeman, so I'm not worried about <laughs> yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, we'll leave out of the picture where Bobby is and why he could not attend. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, I remember... When you guys first came down here, um, the in this team, in this together, right? That's what you guys. Yep, that's yeah, our name. That's your guys' team. Um, that's kind of like everyone who's here except for Blair, not to exclude you, but uh, they've all done that. And like, well, first, isn't she an honorary team in this together? Well, How are you guys doing this hike? Of course. Well, when well, I first met you guys, it was without Blair, yes. and like you guys were at our house getting ready for dinner. You guys were about to go hike the canyon, like the next, or get leave to hike the canyon the next day. And it was, I believe, the second year you guys were here to do it um, is when it was last year or two years ago. And I wanted to do it. Like, I had been training for my sheep hunt. I was like, I'm in shape. Like, I could do this if I really wanted to, I think. And then you guys came back, and my parents were like, oh, yeah, the CF girl went, but she had to turn around because she wasn't hydrated enough. And I was like, screw it. Well, then I'm going to do it. And you guys made me really, really want to do it. And then my dad told me that that CF person had turned around. I was like, okay, well, then I'm doing it. And so I'm not hiking rim to rim in March, which I wanted to, but it doesn't open until May, and I didn't want to do it with graduation. Yeah, and so, I was like, so explain that. If you go rim to rim, you go to the north rim or start from the north rim, and it's closed because of snow. Yeah. You can't, so you, I mean, you can walk there, but you just can't get a car in there until You have to turn around really and walk May. back. So you have to go rim to rim to rim if you're going to do it before it's right. open. Which I wasn't planning on going rim to rim to rim. So to rim to no. rim. Yeah. There is 50, 50 miles. It's 50 miles. Yeah. I have... Crazy. Oh, wow. One of the podcasts I did a couple podcasts ago, my friends have done that um, like seven times. Right. I'm oh, like, my God. Yeah, I don't know how they it's do insane. it. Um, but it's insane. In one day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in one seven day. times in one day. Yep, seven times no. in one day. I'm they just, just keep walking. <laughs> they just keep walking. Um, no, but so I wanted to do that. And so that's kind of why I'm doing it because you guys did it and my friend Haley did it. And I was like, well, I can do it. Like, you absolutely can. It do may it. take me a little bit, but I'm going to do it. So you are going to do it. I'm I have no do doubt it. about that. <laughs> I love that, Jennifer. I love that. That was your reaction that you yeah. heard that someone right. had to turn back. Oh, yeah. That was and the very first factor. thought in your mind was, OK, I'm doing it. Yeah. That was the deciding <laughs> factor. It was like, I she turned it. around, yeah. I'll do it. And because I just like especially going through my whole sheep hunting journey with like being the first person with CF to get in the second youngest uh-huh. girl to ever do it. I'm kind of like, I want to be the first person to do these things. And if someone can't do it, that makes you just want to do it more. So well, we are a thousand awesome. percent behind you. you. We know you can do it. And Angie, you were talking today about Peter doing rim to rim again. You're like, I don't know how you're doing it. Um, yeah. It's I, one week or, since we just did it. Yeah. yeah and they just yeah, did the right. veil. Barely Hike. started recovering. And, like the fact that I can't do rim to rim is like kind of not making me mad, but like, I'm oh, not, oh I don't yeah, want to, I don't want to stop at South Rim. <laughs> so yeah. I will do rim to rim eventually. It of course just won't you will. be this year and maybe like in a year or two, but. Well, you're making me rethink my decision <laughs> to never do it again. Because <laughs> oh, yeah. if you're doing it, Jennifer, <laughs> I want to go too. I know yeah. it. Exactly. That's yeah. an awesome hike in March. It'll be beautiful weather. Right. And I don't think we're we're going to coerce uh, Mary DeFalco to do it. She doesn't oh, want to do it. Oh, yes. She's like, I'm not going to. This is a shout out to Mary. This is peer pressure on the podcast. <laughs> I know. <laughs> exactly. We need her there. She's like, I, I won't it. do it. And she yeah. would. Well, agree. you know, I think one of the interesting things, Blair, you've never even been to the Grand Canyon. No. Right? You've never seen it. It's yeah. right. I've seen that it for like the same five as minutes, me so. last time. <laughs> it's really? ominous. It's an yeah. amazing, it's a very symbolic <laughs> trip. But you know what's really interesting? Is, when so. I went back to see it the second time after we hiked it, when we came back for the next hike, um, 
you have like a different respect for it? Yes. Yeah. It's like you have a relationship with mm-hmm. it. It's so funny when you're looking at it. It's the like, love or hate? I know. It's both. Yes, right. love hate. Yeah, like really, extremely both. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I saw it for the first time. Like I lived, I lived here my whole life, and I've still only seen it once. And I saw the north rim of the canyon, which I don't even be hiking, because I was hunting up there. And we don't go anywhere unless, basically, anywhere unless you can hunt somewhere around right. there. So, my I got my buffalo early, and my dad was like, "All right, well, do you want to go see the Grand Canyon?" I was like, "Sure." So we drove down there literally for five minutes. Like, all right, this is cool. Let's go. Like, we have a buffalo in the back of the truck. Like, we got to come yeah. back. We got to back to camp. I'm like, that's such a Griego thing to do. But Right, it really oh. is. I want to show this it to was, Blair. I, I walked up and I was like, this is insane. Like, it it's is. just it stretches is. as far as the eye can see. It's straight down. It's right, like rigid. And it's like, holy. I'm like, what did I get myself into? I think that's <laughs> like, where Peter was going with it is the awe, the spectacle of just seeing it. You've done a lot of the different yeah. hikes. The Grand yeah. Canyon, it's you can. Nuts. When you get to the edge, you see where you're going, and that's and is you that see where you came with from. I was, and I think I also think the thing is you can see it, but you cannot appreciate the mm-hmm. um, just how big this thing is until you're in it. Right. You know, you, you can stand on the edge and you can look at it, but until you're at the bottom, you've got to figure out yep. how to get back <laughs> out of there. That is when you know everything comes together, mm-hmm. and you know I'm, I'm looking at the poster behind you there, Jennifer. That says oh, the climb, yeah. mm-hmm. and you know the climb is real once you're down there. There's no way out. There's no mm-hmm. helicopter. Yep. The donkeys aren't carrying you out. No You've got to get yourself out of there, mm-hmm. and it makes you dig incredibly deep. And mm-hmm. and I think that you know it's also this incredible metaphor for you know you as someone mm-hmm. with CF or anybody listening to this podcast who's mm-hmm. facing some kind of challenge in their life that you can roll over on the couch and go, nah, I'm just I'm done with it. Or you can get up and you can climb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You can choose. It's how you choose to deal with that issue. And we're all incredibly fortunate that we have our health and you know we've got our education and we've got all these things. So we have to go do stupid things yeah. like <laughs> this, right? To push ourselves to do these climbs, to give us these actual real climbs where mm-hmm. there's so many people in, in the world and in life that have climbs thrust upon them mm-hmm. that just getting through every day is, is as tough as doing a Grand Canyon. And I think, you know, what we do, what we do for our loved ones with mm-hmm. CF, it's an incredible metaphor for it, it really is. Yeah, obviously, I don't know if I told you this, Jennifer, but um, after that first time that we did the hike, that I did the hike with your mom, um, there was a word my daughter had shared with me, my Megan, who had gone through a lot of physical, mm-hmm. she just had a lot of struggles that year, and she learned of this word that she just loved that was Sisu, S-I-S-U, and it's a Finnish word, um, but it's a word that's not easily translated into English, mm-hmm. but basically it means something sort of like um, resilience or... Um, whatever that wall you think you have in life, no matter, like, you you know that you can push yourself so far, whether mm-hmm. it's physically, emotionally, um, mentally, whatever that wall is, you think you can't go any further, it's everything behind it mm-hmm. and how we actually have access to that yeah. and that we can all draw from that. And that's Sisu, and it's a way of living, and it's a way mm-hmm. of life. And my daughter shared this with me before our hike and oh my gosh I mean I said that I said that remember Carol I said that word over and over like in my head to get through the toughest parts Mm -hmm. of that hike Mm -hmm. and um, then she turned 18 right after that hike and then she and I um, both got a matching tattoo 
<laughs> that says Sisu uh, after it. But it's just kind of what you were saying, Peter. Like, yeah, it's yeah. that power you found find when you you don't think you've got any way to go. But, but we that. all have you it. But it. we yeah. all have it to draw from. You know, yeah. sometimes it takes an event like the hike to yeah. kind of bring it full force, but. You know, just like it takes CF sometimes to bring it right in front of your face. That it's you like after the Vale hike, I saw your dad. He was like, can't possibly have one more slice of pizza. But he did. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's Sisu right no. there. <laughs> Peter was grilling this pseudo-gluten-free cardboard over a propane, a butane torch, calling a pizza. That's true. <laughs> that's a whole other story. But, yeah. but you do bring up the point. I don't think that it's not like... Most of the people that do these fundraiser hikes are extreme athletes. They're not no. Lou DeFalco who likes to do stuff. Right. You know, it's not, I mean, Peter, obviously you're quite a specimen. <laughs> but <laughs> a well, Brit- British version of an American athlete. Athlete in <laughs> training. Thank you. Well, that picture on your computer is the night that I was like, I can go on this hike. And then two days later they came back and like, oh, the girl turned around. So that was um, I love that picture. when I decided that I wanted to hike the canyon. But, but what I wanted to say was that um, it is – it's the motivation to do it to help your kids or to to raise money for the cause that brings people to push themselves beyond what they would ever do i mean who mm-hmm. who decides they want to hike rim to rim of the grand canyon as a fun thing when you're in your 40s or 50s or older unless you no have a motivation one. to do it we have yeah. a lot of friends that do it that are hunting buddies and they're you know fitness right. guys and it's the next level to push yourself to train but when you do it just to help raise money and it's the hardest thing you've ever done in your life it is absolutely it's quite an experience and it's very enlightening and it is it does it does kind of let you realize what your kids are going through yeah and i and i heard this fantastic quote um just a couple weeks ago somebody was talking about leadership and they were saying that to be a leader you have to have three things you have to uh, believe in someone you have to believe in something and you have to have somebody believe in you and Mm -hmm. i think that you know, Jennifer, when I think about what you've talked about, yeah. you know, going and doing this hike, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, your parents clearly believe in you, right? Yes. And you believe in something, right? You you just said it. You believe you can do this. You're going to do rim mm-hmm. to rim at some point, right? Yeah. And, um, you know, and, and you believe in somebody as well. I mean, you do a lot of different philanthropy work. So mm-hmm. you, you can check all three boxes. <laughs> and I think if we go down the list, any of us, any of you listeners to this, mm-hmm. and they put those three, three yep. things down, you know, can you check those boxes? And if you can't check the boxes, go figure it out. Mm-hmm. You know, go find something to believe in. Go tell somebody that you believe in them. And then mm-hmm. people will believe in you because we've all got people believe in us. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think that the hike, the extreme hike, is a is a fantastic metaphor. I mean, I'm looking at Blair here. You know, <laughs> she stepped across the unknown, never seen the Grand Canyon, going to do it, right? Why? Yeah. Because um, she believes in her boys, right? Yeah. And, and she believes that we can cure CF. And I know her husband Bobby really well, and there's no doubt that he believes in her. That she mm-hmm. will put that first step in the canyon, and she will take that last last step out. Yeah. And that's what yeah. you need to be a leader. Well, and two, like for us, kind of what you were saying as well, is that we're always telling both of our boys, but Thomas especially when he's taking a new medicine or, you know, having to do something that he doesn't want to do. And we're like, you can do this. You can absolutely do this. We're always telling him that. So it's important for us to show both of our sons that we'll do things too that are out of our comfort zone. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's true. And so, yeah. It's an intense motivation to realize that, 
and Carol's brought it up several times. In fact, on every one of these sites, <laughs> we're like, you know what? I really don't like this. Yeah. You got to do it's it. It's like, yep. well, it gives us an opportunity to finally walk in their shoes. Yeah. And we and physically uh, walk in their shoes. And I will tell you right. that, you know, I hiked the Grand Canyon with your mom and she is badass. <laughs> 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 she is. She is. She is. No, no, yes, no. I barely make it. I make it. Hashtag no, you badass. Do great. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, kind of like you were saying. It is something as a CF person, we hear a lot from our parents, like, oh, you can do it, like, you got it. And you hear it enough times, you kind of, like, kind of lose the meaning, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, but seeing you guys do it and seeing everyone come together, like, it all kind of, like, honestly, I don't have friends with CF. And so when you guys come here, it kind of makes me see, like, there are so many other people out there who have it. And to see the torture and the physical pain you guys will go through for us. Like, it's insane. My friend lost a toenail hiking for me in the Grand Canyon. Yeah, we and all have. <laughs> like, so, um, so you're going to do this in March. So what, mm-hmm. what are you going to do for training? Oh, uh, that's a good question. Uh, I've kind of, since it's hot as freak down here. Um, uh, March, it's beautiful. No, no, right, no, as right of now. This moment, during training. Right, buffer yeah. training. Yeah. Um, I've been doing stuff in the gym and just kind of, like, working my, working my lower body. And then I talked to my friends who have done rim to rim to rim. And they said a lot of it to focus on working your legs because um, it, since it's like a hike and not like a race, a lot of it is your legs that need to be in shape. And he said a lot of it because he'll be in cardio shape from hunting like, um, in the fall and kind of into the winter, but he'll hike the canyon and it's a lot of his legs. And so I won't need to work a lot on my legs. And then since it's starting to finally get cooler, like it rained today, so it's cooling down a little bit, um, hike on the weekend but since i go to school like it's harder to be like oh let's go like on a six hour hike real quick like i have school so probably hike the weekends and then do a lot of work in the gym to get my legs in shape and then we'll do we're, we're blessed in arizona because we can drive an hour and a half to flagstaff from phoenix mm-hmm. and and do mount humphreys mm-hmm. and when we're up at our cabin in greer we have mount baldy which is 17 miles yeah. and goes up to eleven thousand five hundred. it's yep. something like that nice. and that's really a nice Nice mountain. It's tough if you're from Tuscaloosa. I uh, was going to say, <laughs> you have a great advantage out yes, here. Yeah, it's the same with do. Peter. You don't yeah. hike hikes. And, no, um, it's so hard. flat yeah. floor, You can go all the way to the top of 13 feet and back <laughs> yeah. down. But ideally, <laughs> if you can, the, the whole program is, yeah, you strength train. You build mm-hmm. your lower body especially um, and, and do your normal cardio and be building that up, but then actually take hikes mm-hmm. yeah yeah you know so you're training those exact muscles and, and try to build up hikes. on your mileage mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. but it's also upper body because you're using poles yeah. you know so it and it's when you're older it's a lot about flexibility and working yeah. on that aspect of it yeah um the preparation really is uh, you know it's more, a commitment. Than, more than the mm-hmm. actual hike yeah yeah it's we're blessed that we have the mountain right here which mm-hmm. is a 500 foot climb and we'll yeah. do that four or five times up and down to still you don't want to go very far to do that and when jennifer mm-hmm. decided she wanted to pursue the wild sheep thing her lung function was really bad 54 and yeah and the first time yeah. we went up that little climb oh, she man. was coughing and so I'd hard she just was almost throwing up sick, yeah. she just had an iv for a non-tuberculous mycobacteria and lost a bunch of weight and she was really sick so it's nice to be able to do those for training and i think that uh and we don't want to scare Blair about the whole mountain yeah. thing. <laughs> Just think of it this way. It's all downhill except for the end when you have to come out. But except for the that, second half, yeah. Right. After the 25 miles you're gonna be or great, 23 Blair. miles. Plus you're young uphill. and strong and you're a marathoner. Yeah. You oh, are. you're a marathoner? You're plow oh. Through. oh, you're fine. <laughs> well, <laughs> Maybe. one would think. You but no, you've got the mental I'm strength like, that yeah. marathon runners really yeah. need, and that's mm-hmm. what this is. There's definitely a mental piece. I was thinking about that because there was a piece in Vail, I remember, when – 
I don't know, our, our guide kind of made a wrong turn and we ended up going the wrong way and we were stuck on this um, ski slope just that he said, well, you know what, we just could just jump. go up here. <laughs> it's not where we're supposed to be, but it'll get us there. And like, oh yeah, we'll do it. And it was so steep. And it was <sighs> taking us all forever to get up there. And one point he turned around and looked at us and we're all bent over and hanging on. Dear God, life. And you're just like, he's like, what do you want to do? And we were like, oh no, we're all fine. We signed up for this. We know we're yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Just get yeah, us we're where dying, we need to be. But we, yeah. This is good. We know it. We know. But Blair, you've done the, the New York City Marathon, right? That's, I have. Your, wow. that's your marathon. I've yeah. done it. Congrats. That's Thank awesome. For CF, did, it, right? did it four times with wow. Team Boomer. Oh that is great. amazing. How was that? What was that like? You know, it was similar in a lot of ways. It took the commitment of training and doing it every week, even when you didn't want to go on a long run, knowing that too bad it's a football Saturday in August and I've got to get up and run 16 miles. Just like CF Um, care though. Yeah, but you just kind of go, this is part of it. I've got to buckle down and do what I need to do to get to that point. So, yeah, I'm it, it was a really fun um, experience, and I'm lucky that a lot of our friends have then continued to also run with Team Boomer. One of my dear friends is running with Team Boomer this year, so I've been training with her some. That's good. And um, so I'm hopeful. We've had so many people join that that fight. Um, I'm hopeful more people will want to do the climb now, like, too. So you've never been in the Grand Canyon before. What was it like going to the big city? <laughs> Peter, we lived in New York at one point. Oh, okay. All right. Fair enough. It was really awkward being the, the Southerner in New York that didn't have shoes, though. But <laughs> You know, I'm glad you brought that up because, Jennifer, it's just me. I'm having so hard a time differentiating Blair from Peter. Their voices <laughs> are so similar. Our, our roll tides are just about the same. <laughs> <laughs> roll tide, Blair. Roll tide, Peter. That's well, awesome. Peter, you mentioned earlier this poster behind me that says The Climb. Um, it's actually a Hannah Montana song is kind of where that comes from. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I kind of I grew up obviously watching Hannah Montana and listening to the music and yep. the song The Climb. I always love that. I'm, I'm glad you don't have the tattoos or the drug addictions. By the way, go ahead. Thanks. Um, <laughs> but that song I always loved as a kid. And um, in the song The Mountain, which I play in the beginning and kind of end of each podcast that I started a couple podcasts ago. Thanks to Dirk Bentley. Yeah, Dirk Bentley. Um, the words in both of those songs just talk about kind of what you're talking about earlier in when you're hiking, given those are both about mountains, but like, and kind of in the, you can turn it to CF as well, where it's like you have to keep going. And in the song The Climb, it talks about how it's all about the journey to get there. It's not a matter of how long it takes to get to the top. Or if you get to the top, it's a matter of the journey getting there. And in the song The Mountain, it's about how there's always like going to like you always have something to keep going. and You always have to keep looking up. And uh, so kind of both of those songs I've kind of related to my journey. And I even sang The Climb a couple of times. Um, at even at the wine gala here, I sung that um, just because it relates so much to like CF and my hikes, met- like literally, and then the CF life metaphorically, because there's always going to be another mountain, which yep. is from the song, and then because and you're always going to want to make it move another lyric, and because everything, obviously, you all know with CF, you get hit with anything and everything, and you can never see stuff coming. And maybe it'll be hit with something good or hit with something bad or you get an infection or a new bed comes out. Like you honestly never know what's going to happen, but you always have to take it one day at a time and just kind of work through it and go through life and just enjoy the journey because you don't want to look to the end. You just kind of want to live in the moment. And I've learned that a lot 
in the past years just to live in the moment and embrace it and hike the Grand Canyon as long as I can and just do everything as much as I can because you're never going to know. You never know what's going to hit so, you next. So where is your journey going to take you? That is a good question. Yeah. I have zero clue. <laughs> and that's, I don't the, know. that's the fun part yes. though, right? You right. know, the sky's the limit. It'll yeah. take you wherever you want to go, Jen. That's you can right. Do right. You do. Your dreams are big. Yes. yes. Start dreaming, start I'm living. like me, but it's That's okay. right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so hopefully... We'll see. Honestly, I have zero clue. I mean, I have plans, but you never know. I tell happen. you, when when I um, when I did those first when I did that first hike on the Appalachian Trail, mm. a couple of things that came out of it. One was we became immediate family with uh, other people mm-hmm. that were doing it. We still are, and yeah. I think that's something when you go through a. Um, a traumatic experience like a hike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. At our age. At our, it pushes you really tight together. Yeah. So we're all very close from that. Um, I That was a 31 mile. I was at like mile 30.5. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting on a log and there was this one little tiny hill that couldn't be more than 20, 30 feet high. And there was no way I could get over this hill. It's the last <laughs> 30 steps of the hike. It was the last Sometimes 30 steps the of the hike. Granted's perspective on it. And I sat on that log and I just cussed myself out and I told myself, they were all the bad stuff about myself I know. And I got up and I took one step and I took another step and I took another step. And eventually I got over the hill. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, again, we, you know, everybody's going through something in yeah, their lives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You just got to take one step at a time. I actually, um, I shared with our hike team this week this fantastic article. That was great. I was going to bring it up. Yeah. Before the, the morning of the hike, you brought that up. Yeah, it was no, a no. great article out in yeah. uh, uh, Outside Magazine. And um, maybe you can post it on the notes for the oh, podcast. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be great. And um, it was a psychologist who showed people a mountain, a profile hike of a mountain, and said, look, um, you're going to hike this mountain. How steep is it? And he told some people they were going to hike it on their own, and he told other people they were going to hike with their friends. And overwhelmingly, the people who were told they were going to hike this mountain with their friends said that the mountain was not as high and not as steep as the people who were yeah. told they were going to uh, wow. hike the mountain on their own. And it's just fantastic, right? So that's the other thing is taking those steps on your own is really hard. Taking mm. those steps with friends, with people you know, with people who give you encouragement. It makes them out not so yeah, high, yeah. not so steep. That's right. um, you know no, what's fun about this article. is though, we're like we're talking about hiking, but we're not. Yeah, it's life. Know? Basically, yeah. It's like about metaphor. life and what everybody, everybody's going through stuff and everybody has their challenges. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. yeah, I went on a retreat last week called Kairos. Uh, it's kind of a Catholic retreat that I do with my school. And <clears throat> we all shared stories. I can't say too much about it because it's a secret unless and you're Timmy on it. And Timmy might find this podcast oh, one like day. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it's a secret until you go Fine. on it and then you kind of find it. But basically, um, you, it's religious, obviously. And you just hear a bunch of stories and you kind of understand that there is so much going on in everyone's life that you just have no clue about. Yeah. And I learned a lot from that, hearing people's stories and understanding what people go through. And I think having CF, you're kind of always like, oh, this happens to me. Like I'm a person who has like a rough life, but you kind of understand that everyone goes through their own thing. And it's, even though I have CF, like everyone has stuff that gets thrown at them that they have to deal with in their life. And Peter, like you were saying, like having your friends with you, because CF, we can't be around other people with CF. So we don't really have like, like that support of having your friend with CF with you along with like, on the hike of life, basically. 
Um, which kind of makes it difficult. I think as someone with CF, it's hard not having that someone right next to you because usually if you have friends, you can relate to them and be like, oh, this happens to me. Like, oh, it happened to me too. It's hard having CF because you don't have that person to relate it to. I'm sure like over the phone or whatever, but it's just not the same as like going through it with someone else. A lot of your kids obviously have siblings with CF. So as an only child with CF, I kind of, we don't have that person next to us, but our person next to us is our family and our friends who try their best to understand, who hike, extreme hikes to understand who like go through philanthropy and everything that they everything that they do like they try and do as much as they can for us without going through the physical and health issues that we go through but it's obviously not the same but it's as close to the same as you can get like having all of you guys having my family having my insane brothers along the ride with me having my parents and just like seeing you guys, everything you all do for your kids, it just, it gives us, honestly, it gives us a reason to fight sometimes because sometimes we get sick and tired of it. And seeing you guys not give up and seeing you guys be like, okay, screw it, I'm gonna go hike the freaking Grand Canyon because why not? And because I love my kid, like, it's like, okay, well then I'm gonna fight because my parents are fighting even though they don't have a reason to fight. They don't have to go hike for us. They can sit on the couch and be like, hey, take your meds, do this. Like, they don't have to do it, but they do it because they love us and they do it because they want us to fight. And it honestly gives us a reason to fight because seeing you guys do that just like helps kind of push us forward when we don't have much pushing us anymore. Well, those words just make every single step of any of these hikes so worth it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why we do it, right? That's why we do you it. Know, so Jen, we're just gonna sit over here and cry. For you. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You bring that up, and one of the one of the mothers that was there doing the hike in Vale, she was a good friend of, she her her child did not have CF. Her child had autism, mm. and you guys remember the speech that she was saying that she was, you know. They're both horrible diseases if your kid is autistic and he's got problems with or she has problems with development and communication. It's very difficult. But she was the mother of the child with autism was very jealous of the of the community, community the CF, mm-hmm. the CF community, the parent community that get behind their kids. And we kind of share a similar horrible journey to go through to mm-hmm. try to find a cure and deal with all the issues. But it's it's something that we can relate to. We can relate to your lung issues as we push ourselves on the mountain. And the point is a close-knit community of cystic fibrosis patients and family members and parents and stuff all can, there's sort of a bond. You know, there's, mm-hmm. there's sort of a, a community and a family, as Peter's mentioned several times with the, the hiking group that brings us closer together. Yeah. And some of the other horrible diseases that are out there don't necessarily have the same camaraderie and stuff because their experiences are not the same. Mm-hmm. It's different. Uh, I, first of all, think that one of the cruelest things about CF is not being able to be around somebody else with CF. Mm. To me, that's one of the hardest things for me to help my child understand. But at the same time, I feel like kind of one of the silver linings of it is I wonder if because our kids can't be around each other, that's why the parents form such a tight-knit community. Interesting, yeah. You know, I don't know that, that anybody really... I never thought knows about that, that, that but way, I yeah. often wonder yeah. if that's our way of, of making us a bigger family. And mm-hmm. even though our kids can't relate to each other, we can share stories about our kids. And mm-hmm. even I, like, hanging out with you guys, like, through this and, like, having dinner with you guys, like, I hear stories about your kids. And that's kind of like, it's not the same, but, you know, you hear a lot and you're like, oh, this is what they're going through, like, from the parent's perspective anyway, and kind of how they're doing in their life, like, what they've achieved and everything they've gone through, even with CF. So, 
it's not as tight as having CF people together, but it's basically as close as you can get with a disease where you can't get it's close so to true. Six and I'm always amazed too, from just like a parent standpoint, that you know, of course, we all get close and we're you know, we're in this together. Yeah, passionate. Yeah, we're passionate, equally passionate, and we work really hard for this same um, cause. But the fact that we adore each other's children as mm-hmm. much as we do, even mm-hmm. if we don't get the opportunity to have met yes, them. Yes, I know it. You know, and when I we do it. get a chance to meet them, like Jennifer, when we see you, like I can't even tell you how much joy it brings <laughs> us because we love you. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and we always have. And we feel that way about all our each other's children and we feel know? like we know them even if we've yes, never met them exactly you know Blair yeah. you bring up a really important point I hadn't thought of it that way it's almost like the events that there are there's one person with CF there mm-hmm. usually right and whoever that Protection person is you control. sort of you sort of um, delegate or give your affection and support to that person it's like having a mascot everybody that, rallies around that yep. person mm-hmm. and then you bring home the stories to your own kids that mm-hmm. can't attend it yeah. yeah, it's sort of a different dynamic than I think a lot of the other mm-hmm. other venues and, and support causes. Yeah, I, mean, I think, you know, we've talked a lot about the extreme hike tonight because mm-hmm. we were in it and we're mm-hmm. going to the Grand Canyon. And, you know, the extreme hike is a um, a projection of what we, yeah. you know, we, we need a cure cystic fibrosis mm-hmm. for everybody yeah. with this cystic fibrosis. And extreme hike is a projection of it. And one of my favorite quotes in the world is from... Um, Margaret, Me- Margaret Mead, which you may have probably heard, which is, never doubt that a small group of thoughtful, committed citizens can change the world. Indeed, it's the only thing that ever has. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's exactly love, right. Love, you know, love that we quote. think, yeah. So we think about hiking for us. That's our thoughtfulness and our commitment. It could be anything. Mm-hmm. The fact is, we're in it, and I think when. You know, again, we've talked about how your listeners have lots of different things going on. Yeah. But what they need to understand is they can change it. Yes. You know, in fact, your generation, Jennifer, are yes. going to have more ability uh, to change the world ahead of them, to make it better, to cure diseases, to, mm. you know, fix whatever they want that's going wrong. But you have to do it. Right, mm-hmm. and you yeah. can, and you have to believe in yourselves to be able to fix that as well. You know, Margaret Mead wrote that, you know, said that a long time ago now, I think uh, uh, mid 19, 19th, uh, 19th century, but um, you know, it's tr- more true today than ever. So, hurry up. What are you, what are you waiting for? <laughs> <No, sorry. laughs> <laughs> I don't have anything right? else going on. So, <laughs> no. yeah, no, I hear that a lot about like my generation. Um, from like my parents or my parents' friends, like, oh, your generation is like the generation that is going to change and has like the ability to change everything. I'm like, great, thanks for the pressure for the one generation. No, but. I know, but we all feel that way. We yeah. really do. We yeah. have a lot of faith in, in your generation. But, it's you know, I think it's a lot about learning early on that um, there's so much good to, obviously so much good into spending any kind of time or effort or energy into trying to, change the world or Mm -hmm. change your world in whatever facet it is cystic fibrosis or otherwise but to open that up and to invite other people in your life to help you do that I mean that is a privilege yeah and that is an absolute privilege and as soon as you can kind of 
get a hold on that, it changes everything mm-hmm. because, I mean, it makes it easy to be reaching out to people, letting them know what you're working on and asking for donations yeah. because you realize you're giving them that opportunity to really make a difference and to join in on this amazing thing and this amazing force. Mm-hmm. Whether it's cystic fibrosis or some other way that you're expressing your philanthropy, it's, it's just... Um, it's really important, and sometimes it takes a long time in life to really get that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. You know, and the earlier you really get that, um, the better, and mm-hmm. the more that you can really feel what it feels like to be successful in life, and mm-hmm. and define what that means to you. You know, yeah, um, through philanthropy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if, like I'm very vocal about my CF journey, um, and given that I've given speeches and I share it, and I love sharing it, and I love telling people about it, and a lot of my friends, like a lot of them are going to go hike the canyon with me because they want to do it for me. I'm sure if there's any other reason, they would not go. Um, even if they can't go, they're like, okay, I can't go, but I want to donate. Like, tell me as much as I can. Like, I want to help. And what sucks is I get to be 18 to go on the hike. And um, some of my friends won't be, and like, won't be 18. They're like, okay, I can't hike, but I want to help. Like, what can I do to help? Um, and I love seeing that. And I don't ask them. I don't want to be that person like, hey, come, like, donate to the CF Foundation. Obviously, I would like them to, but because I'm someone with CF, I don't be like, hey, donate to me. Like, that's it's just, I don't like saying that. Right. But the people, but the people who do that, and for example, my friend Haley Cowles, she is an angel. I love her so much. She has worked with the CF Foundation, has volunteered with them. She did the Grand Canyon Rim to Rim two years in a row. And she was donate. she needed money to be donated for her hike. And so I posted about it. I was like, hey guys, like, donate to my friend Haley. She's hiking for the Grand Canyon. And I had friends who, I've known for years or barely known at all who donated to her. And I was like, people who shocked me, who I was like, I can't believe, like, it was, it was like $5, like a friend that I hadn't talked to in years or that I've kind of known for a while but haven't talked to. And like a bunch of people, I was like, wow. Like, it wasn't even me asking. It was me asking for a friend. And they were doing right. it. I was like, this is amazing. And it's just crazy. And you'll see that. I remember one time, like my freshman year, I was talking to my friend about it. I was like, oh, yeah, like I have this. And then he like we were like on the phone together and he donated money right there. I was like, well, I was like, I'm just telling you about my life. And he had like felt that need to go do that. And I just amazing to see everyone come together in the spirit of curing CF. And I like on this retreat, um, I had someone you can get prayed over. Uh, I had someone pray for me and I was like, yeah, just for my health to stay healthy. And she's like, Oh, can I pray for a cure? Cause she had heard part of my story. And I was like, Oh, Sure. And honestly, I never think about that. I think about staying healthy. I don't think about a cure. Um, I mean, I do, and like obviously we all want a cure, but it's not the first thing on my mind. For parents, it seems to be the first thing on all of their minds. Like we just want the cure. Yeah. And for me, it's like I just want to make it to the next day. I just want to make it a little bit further. And the cure, I don't think we think as long-term as you guys do. We just kind of think a little bit kind of yeah. in the moment. Um, but it was cool to me how she thought right away, can I pray for a cure? And I was just praying for my health in general to stay yeah, and maintain. Is, that is cool, yeah. So it just kind of made me realize that there are so many people who hear disease and think of cure. And at least for me, I think of my health and I just think of stay healthy. It's sort of the difference between the finish line and the next step. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. My hiking metaphor. Yeah. yeah. So another hiking metaphor because we said didn't we say that all through the hike too? Be like <laughs> so much one fun. step in front of the other. Like there was so much focus on the moment of getting through mm-hmm. that you know bringing you present to 
you know, yeah, and which is the exact same way that we're curing CF is one mm -hmm. step yeah, at a time, yeah. you know, through the process. Yeah, and, and through the extreme hike and the galas, like you mentioned, and like mm -hmm. so much stuff that CF Foundation does. It's crazy. Like, I don't even know all that <laughs> happens. Like, I, and it's crazy. Like, I think of like the CF, like the Phoenix chapter, and like, oh, like we have the Grand Canyon extreme hike or we have the CF gala here. And then I kind of forget that there are other chapters around the right. country and I forget so. that you guys do extreme hikes in other places and I forget you guys have galas in other places. Yeah, And it's crazy. Right? Yeah. Because yeah. I don't think about it that way. I think like, oh, this is Arizona and it happens here. And we have like the right. walk here and like so there's walks everywhere. We're, uh, so we're hiking the uh, Rim Rim Grand Canyon on Saturday. Mm -hmm. All my friends in Charlotte are hiking 30 miles on the Appalachian Trail. Wow. On Saturday as well. Same day. So we have a Facebook group and mm -hmm. we, it was all kinds of smack talk going on today. <laughs> it was like uh, East Coast, West Coast. Got the better <laughs> Gangster kind of yes. stuff going on. It was That's great. so funny. Yeah. But yeah. they, you know, they, it's, it's, it's been an amazing event and uh, an amazing metaphor for all of us, I think. Mm -hmm. And also, and you know, see your, uh, your parents here doing it as well. It's great. Yeah. yeah. And even actually see your dad put a kilt on as well. That's how he far did. he will go I was going to bring did. that up. So, so tell the story about the kilts. And, you know, listen, I'm a, I'm a Southwestern macho oh, Western American. Cowboy I'm not redneck. from the UK. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We don't wear dresses out here. And by the way, Bandit, nice gas. That's our dog. Um, we don't wear skirts out here, Peter. Apparently you brought yours, but you also brought this tradition of the kilt. And why don't you tell uh, the listeners wh where the kilt tradition for the extreme hike started and what the history is and why you make me wear a skirt every time you show up. It's kilt, it's a not, kilt. A <laughs> not a skirt. Not a skirt. I wear a skirt. You wear first a kilt. Yeah, yeah, it's huh. a kilt. You can wear my skirt and call it and a kilt, though. They look a lot like the uniform cool. you wore to your skirt. <laughs> <laughs> they do, but they're very cool for hiking. It. So the first time I did a, a hike, I saw a, a guy wearing a kilt, and I actually became good friends with him, Shane. And Shane had had a friend in high school who had, who had CF and passed away from CF and was really into tartans in Scotland kilts for whatever reason so Shane wore a kilt in his memory I thought it was really cool turns out hiking kilts are actually a thing <laughs> so I started hiking in a kilt and then everybody I hiked with oh but, but can you please tell what the memory was and what the history was with the the gentleman that passed no but what he was he had done the hike no, no, he, no, no. he wasn't he, he was he just liked it was his friend it was his friend who had passed away and he so he wore the kilt just in memory of him it was the no, thing no. that defined him, that set his memory okay. about his friend. And he, you know, it, it actually takes a lot of courage to go out there and do yes, something a little bit different, yes. especially in North Carolina, yeah. uh, <laughs> to set yeah. out on the mountain in a kill. And he, but he did it because it was for him and, you know, it was that courage. It was the climb. Yeah. Right? And it wasn't yeah, just the hike. Right. It was remembering his friend. Mm. And now... On the Vale hike, how many we had like eight guys and kids. Yeah, it was out awesome. There, right? mm -hmm. and it's, it's a beautiful cool. sight. It's so cool. It's very cool. It actually is like thermally cool when you're doing. It is thermally when you're cool. doing <laughs> the hike <laughs> of the canyon. <laughs> it's have you ever thought of cool. um, you know going out on one of your hunts in a coat? Yeah, you start the hunt. I don't think he'd make it. Very <laughs> no, I get shot. He would get shot. Yeah, he'd get shot. He wouldn't. The, animal, the animals would be laughing. If he survived, if he survived the, the trip, he would, would never laughing. live it down. It, it, would, I, it would cause an issue. But Peter has a great, uh, he's taken advantage of this, and he's, you're outstanding as far as spreading the word and getting involvement and raising funds. And so people always ask you when you're, when you're hiking around with a kilt on, they're like, what's up with a kilt? And I, I don't spend as much time talking as Peter does on these things. And 
So he had business cards made up, and I'll let you tell what that happens. But for me, towards the end of the veil hike, people always see you, especially see the old people that are walking around. What's <laughs> up with her? Killed. And so I'm like the 50th person I pass, I walked by. Good day, mate. How you doing? And I was like, oh, he's obviously a foreigner. Because so you look like him. an Australian. I don't think Australians wear kilts. It doesn't matter. It he reflects them after they exactly. They figure, oh, he's foreign. That's why he's wearing that outfit. Right. But tell them what you do with your, your business cards that you yeah, have. Yeah, so I just hand them a card and you know, tell them the story a little bit. And the point about the card is then they've got an email address and a link they can go to to make a donation. Hmm. Just complete strangers. And it's yeah. amazing. We kind of make money all over the mountain doing that. Yeah, yeah we met somebody awesome. on the mountain. And you always meet somebody who has a connection. We met somebody in Vail, right? Yeah, oh, we always meet someone mm-hmm. who knows someone or you know, yep. somehow connected to cystic fibrosis. It's it's crazy wild. how many people like for as rare as CF is like through I heard people who follow me on Instagram like they're hunters like oh like my friend of a friend or like my somehow they know someone with CF I'm like how like it's so weird it's crazy to me how many people I've met who have some sort of connection whether it's a family member who maybe like a cousin or like a niece or a friend of a friend, it's crazy how many people I've met that have some sort of connection to CF. So I, I bet you that you've got some Scottish connections there who would mm-hmm. uh, take a little bit of umbrage at your dad saying that kilt shouldn't be worn for hunting. <laughs> <laughs> no, those guys do. But when you're hunting a sheep, like or dating a sheep, whatever it is. Hey. <laughs> oh, hey now. Hey now. I'm glad that was aimed at you and not at me. <laughs> Okay, yeah. keep going. <laughs> yeah, all right then. Well, how'd you follow that up? Jim? Yeah, so. right, exactly. Take us somewhere oh, else we're, there, we're Jen. We're not in Texas or Alabama. <laughs> Alabama. Okay. Well, I was just thinking you guys are making reflect on all the times we've met different people that really mm-hmm. meant something to us during our hiking, which has been really crazy. Mm-hmm. And I think probably the number one experience we had was um, to a couple of members of our team, which you know well, Jennifer is mm. Mark and Margaret Castellina, yes. and they've lost a daughter to cystic fibrosis mm-hmm. 13 years ago, and they have a son. Jenna. Yep, Jenna, and um, they have a son, Eric, who is um, strong and fighting the good fight, and has a beautiful wife now. Yeah. And yeah, um, life. one of the reasons I think we were really attracted to doing the um, canyon the first time was because Bright Angel. the Bright Angel Trail, and Margaret really related it a lot, again, to our journey with cystic fibrosis, and particularly theirs, because she felt like, you know, coming into the canyon and working your way down, um, and all the struggles that exist with cystic fibrosis mm-hmm. and really hitting rock bottom at the bottom when they yeah. lost their daughter to cystic fibrosis and um, when it feels like life is over and when you need to gather yourself and, and climb out the other yeah. side. And that side, the name of the trail was the Bright Angel Trail, you know, so there was a lot of... Um, visualization there and a lot that we and we all kind of came together at the bottom of that canyon just Um, happened to we were all split up because we're kind of have to because you got to kind of go at your own pace after a while Um, but somehow we all ended up together from a timing perspective um, your mom's hat blew off her head and yeah. into the river, yes. right? Yes. 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 So we spent two, three minutes looking at your mom's hat floating away down the river. Yeah. yeah, everything had to kind of slow us down to get us all to be at the very same spot at the very same time, which was crazy. the last moment in the canyon before we started our climb out. And the climb out mm-hmm. to us is, you know, that is that cure and adding mm-hmm. those tomorrows and making life better and the whole thing. And um, we came across the... Um, 
river. Mm-hmm. You had to walk across this very yep. skinny bridge across one by one, Colorado almost. River, one by one. And everybody on the other side of the river is waiting to cross. They can't cross until we're across. And there was this young girl on the other side of the bridge who had a big number 13 on her shorts, which is um, in our group, it's a, it's a, a something that makes us think about Jenna. Mm-hmm. She passed at 13 and her birthday is March 13th. And um, started talking to her, and uh, Margaret asked the girl, "What is your name?" And she said, "Jenna." Yeah. And Crazy. yeah, so that was a moment that um, meant a lot to us. And like personally, to me, I felt like, "Oh my goodness!" Like I actually am going to survive this. Yeah. Like if, if Jenna's here, yes, exactly. Somehow exactly. that means we're going to survive, and yeah. we're not going to be able to make it out of the canyon. But it's just, it was a very, very powerful moment for, yeah. for all of us. But that it was story, just like, one example. Mm-hmm. I know. And it's one example out of many that um, we were constantly reminded that we're right where we're supposed to be. Yeah. And as yeah. tough and as stupid as, the, as it may sound that we're doing it, that, yeah. it, that it's the right thing to be doing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and that every penny that we raised went to such good use. Absolutely. In the end. Yeah, the inspiration that we receive and that really we need that inspiration to have us do this stuff as a parent so hard to see your child suffer but we get inspiration from our children Mm -hmm. and without you guys in your struggle um, we wouldn't be able to do what we do because it is our job to be able to provide you the best life possible all of our our friends children's lives and we take that very seriously because we will do all that we can um, but it's a great position for us to be in because it's so wonderful to, to give, but it's so wonderful to receive. Mm-hmm. And we're so grateful for all of our supporters. But we're grateful for the fight that you fight because, you know, all, all the kids with CF, you know, we know that, that, that life is a, a tough journey. And, again, yeah. if whatever we can do to make it better, it's, it's, we'll do anything we can. Mm-hmm. And, Angie, you're talking about that story. I get chills and I, like, almost, and I tear up hearing that story. And I remember you guys telling me when you guys got back, and like to me that's just like a god thing um yeah. and it's those things are just kind of unexplainable and they're just signs and it's like signs that you'll be okay and like you said right. signs that there's going to be a cure signs that you'll make it up the canyon that you'll make it to the end i love these hiking metaphors i feel so fancy um <laughs> but one of like either. like we all have signs that we'll go through in our lives and one of the signs that i will never forget about was when i had a bad lung infection and i had to go get yep. a pick line placed it was like my second two years or something like that and um i just had it just wasn't going away so i needed another pick line and you know, which is an iv you want to tell the oh listener? yeah uh so it's basically like a like i don't even it's kind of like an IV, but it's line. like it or wasn't my central line yeah it was my pit so i had it like in my arm it's instead of an iv it's i had it for a couple of weeks so it's more of like a short-term iv or long-term short-term i don't even know right <laughs> like yeah it's a long-term so that you yeah, don't long-term. have to get poked yeah. all the time yeah, right? yeah 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 um so kind of I was obviously I was very nervous and scared that I was like I am still sick and I had gotten an IV two years before and it hadn't gone away and so I hadn't gotten better and so I was going in again because it, I didn't get better I was like okay maybe I'll get better this time and obviously I was scared my did you go into the OR with me that time no I had to say goodbye to you before they rolled you in oh okay I can't remember if you did or not and so mm-hmm. I was laying there in the OR and obviously you hear like all all the materials getting put together and the nurses and everyone's kind of talking, yeah. And so I'm just sitting there and um, obviously, like, looking at the bright lights, and I was, like, scared. And all of a sudden, I could hear barely the music in the background that the surgeon had playing, and it was Don't Stop Believing. And Aww. I was like, okay, 
Like, I'm going to be okay. Whether, yes. No matter what I'll go through, I'm like, it might be a hard fight, but I'm going to be okay. I'm going to come through in the end. So that's just like something that I've always remembered and I've always thought about. I even wrote my college essay on it. Um, that's just something that I will never forget because it's been assigned to me that I will be okay. It's just a matter of the fight to get there and the journey to get there. But just to not stop believing. You know? Don't stop believing. That's right. That's it. If you don't get into whatever school you're applying <laughs> to, I uh, what a great story. Yeah, Thank you. you should try uh, University of Alabama. Great school. <laughs> 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 Plan those it. people there. Plan <laughs> those people. They do have a football Come on team. down. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, Jen, when you're ready to wrap this up, I'm going to play The Climb. Oh, goodness. So, you have it on the podcast. This is Jennifer with Victoria the Shaw. Oh, yeah. the really? Yeah. Oh, I love That was just so, it's such a treat to have Victoria Shaw in our oh, greatest fans. Yeah, a great supporter of the She's CF amazing. cause. Good yep. friend of Rich Mattingly's and. Yeah, we all yeah. love her. She's a great friend yeah. of the yeah. CF yeah. world. Raised a lot of money for us. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, Peter threw a quote in a little bit earlier, and that kind of made me think of a quote kind of about the climb and about stuff like that. Um, and so I have given two speeches at the Wild Sheep Foundation, and after my first speech, I had been, like, cr- not, like, I don't want to say this like in a shellfish way, but, like, crowded with people and people telling me that my story was inspiring, things like that. So it was one of the few times that I was kind of sitting without anyone talking to me, and um, they were giving, like, the guy to the year award and the guy who went up there, he was so funny and he didn't know he was going to get the award, but he went up there and he gave the speech. It was so funny. And I loved hearing him talk and I've even listened to it since then because the quote that he said, I just loved and I have it in my Instagram bio and I've even listened to it to get the exact words. And it was, you don't have to go fast. Just don't give up until you're on top. And when he said that, it was totally like off the cuff. He hadn't, hadn't planned it out, didn't know who was going to win the award. And he said that, and ever since then, I'm kind of like, it doesn't matter the journey. It doesn't matter how fast. It's not a race. It's just a matter how long it takes. of just not giving up until you're at the end. And so that kind of has always resonated with me. And I've loved that quote, even though it's not like some famous person or some song. You know, what's so funny is the quote. same, same guy, that. his speech, and I brought it up several times to Mark yeah. on the hike. He said, and by the way. I've been guiding for 30 years, and camp is never 300 yards away. Just he's like, around that he's corner. like, I lied to you. It's never we always lie to you guys. It's oh, always I much further than we tell we you. We know that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. we're always a, just over that hill. Half mile more. Just, yeah. just past that hill. Just past, and we're all done. We're all done. Yeah. Yeah. The hard part is over. Yeah, but sure. I love that. Quote. I love that, too. That means a lot to me. And I'm not a fast hiker. <laughs> yeah. You know? And, uh, yeah. yeah. I'm going to be going through that quote in my head mm-hmm. I know it doesn't step matter at a time. how fast you'll you go it. it's that you get it. there yeah. yep alright yeah, well like I love talking to you guys we've talked about a bunch of stuff a lot of hiking metaphors and a lot of talking about the hike so good luck on your hike on Saturday thank you let me know how it goes um, but do you guys want to talk about anything that we haven't talked about just want to bring up kind of towards the end or do you think we talked about most of it kind mm-hmm. of off topic but You're good. does everybody else listening know what the wild sheep um, thing that you did. <laughs> I mean, okay, so it's probably maybe if they've, I've done a podcast on it before and I've mentioned it before, but you're new, so I will let you know yes. you haven't heard my. Uh, so I'm bringing a whole new demographic. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So basically, um, two years ago, I was just getting over about nine months of IV therapy, and I was really beaten down, and I was sick, and I was just starting to recover, and during that, I went to. So every year there's this Wild Sheep Foundation, and so they have a convention in Reno. And tell her what the Wild Sheep Foundation does and what its mission is. And so they um, put a lot of money into conservation of the animals and putting money into, like, making sure that, 
like relocating sheep if they need to be relocated, like putting water in there or like anything that the animals kind of need and make sure that they're maintained and the population is good. Putting and keeping wild Mm -hmm. sheep on the mountains. Keeping them healthy. Wild sheep are one of the most majestic creatures on the planet, but they're also very vulnerable to disease. And they're kind of a microcosm. From domestic sheep. Yeah, from from domestic sheep and goats and their population tends to go up and down. It takes a lot to keep them inhabiting the mountains and a lot of sportsmen look at them as the pinnacle of hunting. The mountains are brutal. You got to train. They're very physically difficult and they're quite an adversary or a a pursuit to chase in the mountains. Mm -hmm. And so um, we we go to that convention and every year and the first year I was there, there was a wounded warrior who gave a speech about her life and she... Uh, basically was told she was she wasn't gonna make it, um, but she ended up pushing through. And however, she did lose her leg above the knee, um, and so she was telling her story, and that inspired. Well, it kind of made me cry because I was like, it made me realize that I may not live long enough to do some of the things that I want to do in my life, or maybe not be healthy enough to do them. And a couple of weeks before that, I looked at the average lifespan of a CF person. Uh, it was the average lifespan in February of 2016, and it was 37. And I was like, well, shit. <laughs> like, and you were 16 at the time. Yeah I, was, yeah, I was 16 at the time. I was like, well, this. I had never had a solid number in my head until that moment. And I was like, didn't realize how short my life actually could be. And so I kind of broke down in the middle of this big dinner banquet room. And that night, my dad and I were talking. My parents and I were talking. And um, he was like, well, what do you want to do in your life? And I was like, I have no idea. He's like, well, do you want to go sheep hunting? And I said, well, that's impossible. Well, the, the thing was, you said there are so many things in your life that you want to do that you yeah. can't do. And I said, well, what can't you do, Jennifer? You tell me what you can't do. And she said, I'd like to go camping. I've never been able to go camping. It's mm-hmm. too much for her medications and her electrical needs. And I'd like to go hunting in the mountains. And we spent a lot of time as a family hunting. And she said, I, I can never go sheep hunting. Yeah. I, what did I tell you? You said... Uh, you can put whatever you put your mind to, and if you want to go sheep hunting, I'll back you on it. You can do whatever you want. You yeah. just have to work harder than yeah. anybody else. Yeah, so I was like, okay. So six months later, I was on the mountain hunting sheep, and it was that picture right there. That's my first sheep. So my dad mentioned the four sheep. Six months, a lot of training. Yes. A very difficult journey to get there. My lung function went from 54 to 65 in the six wow. months of training. Yeah, it was And crazy. my deal with her was... My knee was, I needed a knee replacement. I said, you get your lungs in shape, I'll get my knee fixed. We'll do it together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you have to yeah. do it for yourself. And it just kind of yeah. changed her. Yeah. Kind of giving her a little bit of swagger. Mm-hmm. So those four sheep, it's kind of, like my dad said, like hunters look up at that. Like this is kind of what I want to do. It's kind of like the Grand Canyon for sheep hunting. It's like those are the four. They live on the highest mountains, the steepest things. The weather is brutal. It's, it's a far shot. Yeah, you got to be good. It's a good shot. It's difficult nature. It's the wilderness. Yeah. And so it's like, this is what I want to do. And so um, I set the goal to be the first person we see have to do it. And I ended up being the second youngest girl ever to do it. Wow. Um, and I finished it when I was 17. And so it was crazy how it all happened. And, or wait, did I finish it when I was 16? 17? 17. 17. Um, and it was crazy. And I was like, this is insane. And I learned so much. And what I learned on the first hunt was that um, CS doesn't define who I am because I had set set my mind that this is impossible. And then I went on the first hunt. I was like, okay, no, it's not. I just have to work a lot harder than I thought I would have to. And so going through that journey made me realize that CS doesn't define who I am. It really makes me who I am. And it's a part of me. And that's kind of how all the podcasts, podcasts has come about and like everything has come about, my speeches and things like that. Because, um, well, I shared my story and I had people tell me that 
I needed to share it more and kind of do things like that. So that's kind of what the Wild Sheep Foundation is and how it inspired me and kind of my whole journey with that. That is really cool. Thank you. Yeah. And it's really amazing. It's another you. theme to everything we've been talking about mm-hmm. tonight is just the importance of pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like we've said it on so many different levels, but that's like where the magic always happens in life. And we're all talking about it. Always takes a push though. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like self push. In relationship to CF. And I know we would all change our children not having to have CF, but at the same time to be your age and already grasp Mm -hmm. that whole concept. I mean, that's. Yeah, it's pretty. That's a gift in and of itself. That's. People live things. a long time and yep. never get mm-hmm. to that point yep. in their life. If you, if you think you can or you can't, you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. yeah, one of the things... However you view it, about it'll be how it is. It. Yeah, one of the things about CF that, while it sucks in the majority, is I wouldn't... Ch- I mean, I would love a cure. I mean, of course. I would love that. But I wouldn't change that I have it because it makes me who I am, and I wouldn't right. be the same person I am so today without you know, it. So, you know, one of my favorite quotes, I give you that quote earlier, but mm. this is actually my favorite quote of all time, and it's this. Um, you can't always get what you want, but if you try <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> you might find you can get what you need. You can get what you need. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Some, some. You want to infer some of your friends who might not know that quote? <laughs> yeah. Look up Mick Jagger. It might be in there somewhere. <laughs> hey, you are all kinds of awesome. Thank I just you. so love spending this hour Thank with you. Thank you. Yeah. It's great. been great having you here. Yeah, and I love the last minute edition. It's great having I you know. on here, Blair. Thanks, y'all. Thank you. She yeah, thought she was you. coming over for dinner and we put a <laughs> microphone in her face and sat her down with yeah. a glass of wine. We're so this honored to have Blair treat. here after that witch project movie you did. <laughs> 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 that was my follow-up to the facts of life. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah, but no, with your son, he's young, and I learned a lot in the past couple of years, but it especially growing up, I didn't want to have it. I didn't want to have CF. I still don't want to have it, but I've learned so much from it and I've gained so much through it that I wouldn't change it. But I mean, I wouldn't mind a cure, but I wouldn't change everything that I've learned. I wouldn't change all the struggles that I've gone through because it makes me the person I am today. And it makes every CF person the person they are because we go through so much, especially at a young age, we go through all the struggles and we go through knowing that they're still going to be there as we go on and as we progress in our life. And it's just something that changes us. And it makes us look at life much earlier than we need, like, than a normal person would. It makes us think of things that, like, a normal 17-year-old would never think of to, t- like, to live like that. Mm-hmm. It just, it forces us to kind of mature at a young age because we don't, we may not have as much time as we thought. So I think that is something that see a people that's unique to them and people who have, like, something that makes them struggle and, um, and they're at a young age. And throughout their lives, it's kind of, we have a different outlook on life, especially at, as a, at a young age. Yeah. Jen, you're a badass. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> you are. It's your inspiration. Badass. Hashtag badass. <laughs> well, the CF community is a wonderful, wonderful yes, place to be. And we're just really grateful to have great supporters, friends, family, and the inspiration that we get from each of our kids. So, yes. Yep. And we life love is, you, Jennifer. Is thank you. And thank you guys for coming on here, talking on the podcast. Thank you for everything you do for CF, for hiking all the crazy hikes, for going on Saturday to go to the Grand Canyon, and for doing the Grand Canyon before, and for hiking Vail. All you guys do for running marathons, literally everything you guys do, um, it 
makes such a difference in all of CF people's lives. And obviously you guys can see that. It makes a difference for the parents. You guys all get together, drink wine, have fun. Um, I can't do <laughs> that yet, but you know, <laughs> whatever. Um, but thank you guys for coming on here. Thank you for everything you do. It was great talking to you guys with all the hiking metaphors and all that stuff. It was an amazing time. I'm really glad we were able to do it. It was great fun. Thank you. I'm going to play you out with Jennifer singing the climb. This is with, with, with Victoria Shaw. All right. I can almost see that dream of dreaming, but there's a voice inside my head saying I'll never reach it. Every step I'm taking, every move I make feels lost in no direction. My faith is shaking. Just
y'all. <laughs> Thank you. Two years ago. Thank you. Yeah, that's crazy. Ago. I mean, oh, no kidding. Wow. What do you not do? <laughs> 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 two years ago, Jen. Great job. Thanks Carol to Victoria. Oh, oh my gosh, so that's proud. a proud mama. Like proud that. mama on that one. Good job. Thank you, guys. All right, well, thank you guys so much for listening. It was great talking to all those guys and hearing, especially from the parent standpoint, kind of all the things they go through with the extreme hikes. And thank you guys for listening. I really appreciate it. Uh, Please leave me a review or comment or contact me if you want to hear anything from me or just want to let me know about anything. I love hearing from you guys. Um, Anyway, because, you know, life is short and so am I, and I'm just trying to make the most out of every day, and I hope that you guys do too. I hope you all have a great journey and you make it an epic one. If you want to be a climber Cause there's always another one A little bit higher Just when I think I'm finally done I'm staring at another one So I reach down deep And I lace them up tighter It was only a mountain Nothing but a big old rock It ain't hard if you don't stop It just took a little step Right then a left and a couple million